Welcome to Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. I'm Lizzie, and this is a show where you truly determine what I do with my life week after week. The show comes out every Thursday. That's when you listen and then head out to the polls, also known as my Instagram stories, and cast your vote. I get the results on Friday morning, and I take immediate action. I hop straight out of bed and into a kayak and I follow through with whatever you voted for me to do. Before I get into this episode, I wanted to let you know that I just started doing something. I'm like, I wanted to do it since kindergarten, and that is give tarot readings on Zoom. If you go to my website, lizziecooperman.com, there's now a tab for readings. You can go there and set your very own appointment. I've had a couple people sign up already, and I am genuinely excited to start doing this. They're not comedic, by the way. Um, if you do want that, I am still doing tarot as Ruth Bader Ginsburg on Cameo. But for now, let's dive into the past. Last week, you had a choice between bear walk and zero talk. Do I overcome my fear of the bear sightings? These were in relatively close proximity to my apartment. There were bears strolling along the highway on their way to a sweet greens in Pasadena. Um, do I overcome my fear of those bears by walking to my friend's house every day to let out his dog instead of driving? And while making that walk, do I listen to the entirety of the audiobook Clan of the Cave Bear, which affected me in a very traumatic, psychosexual way as a child? Or do I remain silent for the entire weekend and then just emerge, and this is the zero talk option, then just emerge with an Instagram live um, where I do this tarot event called Night Slop. So those are the two choices, bear walk or zero talk. Well, you voted bear walk. And a few days later, when I was supposed to start walking, in a startling turn of events, due to this precise moment of history we're inhabiting, actually not so startling, I got a really bad sore throat and I thought I had rubella. Um, no, but I, I really thought I had COVID. And I'm saying all this because I was unable to do the walk. I was not feeling well. I didn't want to expose any bears to COVID-19 which I did not have, by the way, as confirmed by three rapids and a throat swab of the same. Um, if you're new to the show, that's a 3.5-mile walk for four weeks or to the point of collapse. We'll see which happens first. Um, but yes, so I'm going to be doing that walk this week. I'm going to be getting back into the P90LZ, which is a workout that you guys voted for me to start, a workout I created that was approved by a personal trainer. And I have confirmation that I'm still the tour guide for the LA tour of the hit drama, This Is Us. And I have to tell you something kind of crazy before I get into this week's options. Um, I, I don't even know how to introduce this concept, but I have a small part, like one scene 
and a couple just quick visuals of me on a TV show that comes out in August. And on the show, which I can now say because the trailer is out, you're going to see my face in the trailer on a billboard for a show called This Can't Be Us. I'm not spoiling anything because you'll see the visual if you watch the trailer. I never made the connection mentally. And when I saw it, I thought, this is insane. The many ways (laughs) in which I am connected to this highly emotional, just epic series. So be as thrown by that as you will. But I wanted to let you know because this is us. We have a relationship now, and it felt weird not to point out the connection. Okay. I think it's time to just careen into the present. So a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation with someone, and they made an incredible point. And I go, wow, that's really poignant. And this friend of mine kind of cocked their head and said, really? You think that's poignant? Huh. I could tell by their reaction, they were like, Wow, I can tell Lizzie has not recently dipped into Webster's. I went home, I looked up the word, and I realized I've been using this word incorrectly for my entire life. And I wonder, am I the only one who's been using poignant to kind of mean like, wow, that is such an astute observation. Wow, that is such an incredible interconnected point. And that's not what it means. And it turns out, no one I know knows what it means. <laughs> Nobody. I, I went around that night after my show asking people, what do you think poignant means? Nobody knew. And then I decided to get a couple sound bites um, of friends. So here are their definitions of that very word. Kyle, what do you think the word poignant means? I think, I think it means like something with elegance. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Okay, Catherine, what does poignant mean? Like visually, I see like a point, which it sounds Uh like a point, but it's like a powerful thing in a small package. Okay, this is my friend Dave. Dave, what does poignant mean? It means you say something that's important. Okay. Wrong. Uh I think it's when you're like... This is my friend Robert. Poignant is when like, okay, say I have to describe a situation and I describe it in great detail and like it's like very accurate and well put. That's poignant. Now, if you look poignant up, the first meaning that comes up if you Google it is evoking a keen sense of sadness or regret. I also looked at um, the Cambridge Dictionary. <laughs> I'm like, I did so much research. Causing or having a very sharp feeling of sadness. Um, causing a feeling of sadness. The monument is a poignant reminder of those who died in the war. Of course, after reading this, my first thought was Mandela Effect. I did start reading about the Mandela Effect because I thought this seems like a collective false memory, which is the definition of the Mandela Effect, coined by this woman, Fiona Broom, who I looked her up and I wrote her an email hoping she would be on the show. I have a great expert for you, by the way, but I looked her up. I wrote her an email, and then I went back, and I looked at her website again, and there's like a blurb where she wrote, I do not participate in interviews related to the Mandela effect. Um, Since our earliest conversations over 10 years ago, by the way, her photo has just this gorgeous, flowing, like, wind-blown hair. 
Over 10 years ago, that topic has morphed into something completely unintended. And then in parentheses, I loved our early discussions. Now, especially when confronted with related conspiracy theories, I'm likely to gasp in horror and mutter rude words and wish I'd handled the topic differently from the start. Fiona. (laughs) I want to hear, I want these rude words on the show. Contact me. She's actually like a paranormal expert. The thing is, I do get that because I feel like she was trying to prove something really significant that felt significant to her. And then it was reduced to, you know, does Kit Kat have a hyphen in it? And by the way, it doesn't, my friends. I believe and I want to get the false memory of what the word poignant means added to this list. I want someone to be, you know, clicking through on BuzzFeed, past the whether the Monopoly man has a monocle. Next slide. Poignant, you fools. It means to evoke a keen sense of sadness. Well, Lizzie, how are you going to achieve this? I'm going to post about it. I've already started doing a joke about it. And I'm going to get in touch with someone who's written articles on it and ask, how do I get it into the mix? Actually, my expert today had some great advice. So take that and then couple it with the fact that I need to accomplish something. (laughs) I'm running low in 2022. I'll just say I've been flailing and, you know, I work in chunks. The chunks aren't flowing. At the moment, I'm just going to say at the moment, I'm still trying to be in the vortex. I'm still doing my Abraham Hicks manifestation. But my friend the other day was like, Lizzie, you know, Elvin from the Cosby show works at Trader Joe's. And I was like, well, I never got to be on the Cosby show. (laughs) Actually, I I dodged a gigantic bullet there. But um, yes, I want something fresh on the top of my resume. And I want it to shame my employer by not knowing what poignant means. So that choice is Mandela. The other one is, okay, and this, <laughs> this one, full disclosure, was a substitute because I wasn't sure I could make it to the place I originally wanted to go to, partly because I thought I had COVID-19. Um, I still have it in my back pocket for another episode, but I thought, why not do something interactive and meditative where there is a reward in it for you, the listener? the sorcerer, as we coined last episode. I had this idea um, of branching off the Abraham Hicks manifestation tutorial. Um, For those of you just listening for the first time, I was trying to manifest everything on my Amazon wish list. And if you want to, you can go see that. It's in my, the link is in my Instagram bio. And When I was doing the workshop, Abraham, which is channeled through Esther, um, it's this kind of voice that comes through this woman, Esther Hicks, was saying, do something that brings you joy. This is actually, they use this audio on so many like TikToks. It'll be like someone painting and then you can hear Esther as Abraham Hicks. And it's something like, when people ask, what are you doing? I say things that bring me joy. And they say, to what end? And I say, to the end of being happy. She kind of talks about how Creating this vibration of joy attracts more joy into your life, essentially. Essentially, um, we all watched The Secret. We all imagined putting our, wrapping our hands around the steering wheel of a Ferrari. Well, guess what I would be doing this week? 
wrapping my hands around a pen and drawing, as you may have guessed, by the title of this episode, a mandala. Why a mandala? Well, first of all, what is a mandala? Pick up any adult coloring book, go to the discount bin at your local Barnes & Noble. You'll see a $1 book full of this. It's actually a really beautiful symbol. It can represent deities. It can represent like the journey to enlightenment kind of from the outside um, in where where it's just open in the center. But I'm not just going to stop at one mandala. No, I'm going to draw an outline of a mandala and send it to five people and start a mandala chain email. You open your inbox, there's a blank mandala and a threat. I'm going to say, color this, print it out, color it, take a picture, send it to five people, or you'll never see your grandmother again. Um, Or you can color it like on a computer program and just screenshot, send it to five people. I'm going to be CC'd on it. And when I see that it has reached, when and if I see that the mandala, hit the second syllable there, has reached 100 people, I am going to let a listener, a sorcerer, decide the following two options for the next episode. Is this a lot to expect from friends, listeners, colleagues? I'm unemployed. I'm like, all my colleagues will receive this email. Um, yes, it is. It, the only thing I don't like about it is it kind of reminds me of this woman I used to know who used to plan like 12 activities for her birthday. And she'd be like, you don't have to go to all of them. So it's like, okay, I still have to go to five. <laughs> or our friendships on the rocks. Um, so I don't mean to put that pressure on it. If no one sends it, who cares? It was an experiment, a very laissez-faire chain email. Yeah, if you don't send it, you may wake up tomorrow. You may not. That's just the flow of life. Um, the point is to color this in, do something zen, share it with somebody, pass it around. And I am truly going to be thrilled, by the way, with either of these outcomes. No one's going to get my fake COVID-19. Oh, and I should say also, I did start the book Clan of the Cave Bear, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I listened to it while I took breaks from Virgin River. Okay. Of course, I'm not going to send you just into the wild, you know, off to the polls without getting some expert intel. So first, I can't even believe this. I sent out so many emails. I finally found a Mandela expert in Clyde. Can you describe the Mandela effect for me? Sure. So it is, um, so the Mandela effect, uh, I think it was coined somewhere in the mid 2000s by a researcher named Fiona Broom who had, uh, basically she thought that Mandela had been killed in prison or died in prison, uh, not killed, but died in prison Mm -hmm. um, in the 80s. And when she was researching it, she noticed that I think a lot of other people also had noticed that and were having these uh, false memories. Mm -hmm. Um, But she coined the term Mandela effect um, as evidence of a parallel realities. So thinking that some of us remember certain things one way and certain people remember things another way because oh. our realities have merged in that in that way. That's really interesting. I did see that she was a paranormal expert. 
Mm-hmm. Now, do you think it's proof of an alternate universe? And if so, how do I get there? <laughs> like things aren't going so well for me. Well, I think that it is probably not proof of an alternate reality. Now, do you? Um, it's fun to think about, though, that it would be the merging of realities. A lot of people blame uh, CERN, C-E-R-N, I believe, um, that whole atom splitting process. They're saying that they had something to do with it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. But in your, in your opinion, is it something that occurs in the brain? Um, well, there's certain groupings in the brain. Um, the way that we kind of, the structure of our brain and how our memories work, uh, it's uh, referred to as schema. Um, it is when certain uh, like things such as names, people, places can get uh, kind of grouped together and Mm. can kind of, um, you know, interact with each other in the brain and cause us to remember things a certain way. Um, Mm. It's it's just about the the grouping of those memories and how they uh, can just kind of get jumbled up and confused in our brain sometimes. Um, And it's usually little things. And I think some of this, um, some of this knowledge, like presidents' names or uh, particular dates, that we don't hold um, a great significance for, can kind of that can happen to those types of memories. I think a lot of these are examples of that. Clyde, this is so helpful. Okay, and if I if say I discovered a Mandela effect, how would you recommend telling people about it and getting the word out? Um, I mean, well, there's a lot of people on online on social media that collect these lists, and um, okay, you know, just like anything else, there's you know, you go to YouTube. There's a ton of videos that people put out. Uh, you know, new Mandela effects. I think every month oh. people are finding these. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's um there's a few YouTube sites I've I've frequented that um have regular mm. monthly um <laughs> monthly some of them uh you know i think are a bit of a stretch but uh people seem to be finding them in things all the time what if i find out something personal personally devastating <laughs> i'm like so i'm not the heir to a great fortune <laughs> um okay can i end okay. the call by asking you a question that may seem unrelated to the conversation sure what do you think the word poignant means? Significant. Okay. Showing showing significance um, or no? That's that's great. I, I yeah. the, it's the initial instinct. That's okay. perfect. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh my god, Clyde! Thank you so much. Of course. I'll let you thank go back you. to your to your microscope. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we are dissecting a brain right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Next, I knew I needed to talk to a mandala artist, and I'm thrilled to have been able to chat with Don. Can you tell me about, I guess, the significance or meaning of the mandala? Well, for me, a mandala is what I've learned it to be, is that it's reflective of the four directions or the four elements um, and so I 
for me, I was just starting to need a different expression creatively, and I think that I mm. needed, I just needed a different way to to express myself. Mm. I liked the, the highly meditative aspect of it. Right. Okay. Do you determine the design before you start drawing the mandala? No, that's... Okay. Let me say a qualified note. Mm. Because what I do is I like to draw out the major sections. And I have a very vague um, sort of picture of it in my mind. But from there, once I draw the, the sort of the borders with my pencil... From there, it's all stream of conscious. Do you need a compass? Like, okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you need a compass to make one of these? I do. Okay. Um, uh, I, like I said, I draw the major sections because if I just do one big circle, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> um, I do a circle and then um, I'll, I'll quarter it off and then begin uh, sort of a different pattern every time. And I'll, and then from there, I'll just start filling it in. I will say, though, I oftentimes I'll, I'll get inspired. I'll, I'll look at a pattern. Um, like one time I was shopping at Trader Joe's and was mm-hmm. waiting outside because it was still at the height of the pandemic. And I looked up and saw the bottom of a light fixture at this Trader Joe's. And, you know, a week later, I started drawing that and incorporating that into my next mandala. Not the riced cauliflower? (laughs) 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 Um, That's incredible. I love that you get inspiration for it everywhere. Let me ask, I'm guessing that you're right-handed. Yeah, very much so. Okay. I feel like this is a right-handed activity. (laughs) I'm a little concerned. I'm left-handed, and I'll get, I'll smudge everything, even if I just write a check, you know. And I also feel like it's weirdly because of the symmetry and stuff. It seems like something that would be left-brained in a way. Uh, you're so touching upon my personality because <laughs> I, I am a very creative person, and I do tend to be. Uh, in my head a lot, but I'm also very orderly. Like my closet is is color coordinated, and um, you know I'm not per se anal, but I like everything to have it in its place. So it's sort of a strange dynamic. Whenever I feel creative, um, mm. it shows up in my work. Wow. Okay. That, that sort of orderliness shows up in my work. Yeah. Full disclosure, Don. So I'm thinking of starting, uh, I don't want to say a chain email, but sending a blank mandala to five people and having them kind of fill in the mandala and send it to five other people. There's nothing sacrilegious about that, is there? <laughs> no, I, okay. I think that would be interesting to see how other people are affected by other people's work. Don, you've been such a great guest. I'm I'm so happy that Roy connected us. Is there somewhere people can see? Do you have your mandalas online or anything? Uh, on my Facebook, I I don't really 
I'm a therapist, so that's sort of my main focus. Okay. Art really is just sort of how I take care of myself. And do yeah. you want me to tell people your last name as well? Sure. Okay, no great. N O C O N. Okay, wonderful. Now that we've grilled our experts to the absolute core, it's time to bring on this episode's special guests, two of my dearest friends. Just a heads up, we had a major technical issue um, that took up about a half an hour of our studio time, and one of my guests had to leave early. So I have one guest on just slightly longer to the tail end. Um, I've been waiting to have both of them on, so here they are. We have Stephen Feinarts. He directed The Bitter Buddha, Bilber Presents, Please Understand Me. Literally thousands of specials. Open your eyes, folks. It's Stephen Feinarts. Thank you. And Josh Fadem. He was on the new Twin Peaks. He's on Better Call Saul. He's been on 30 Rock, Reservation Dogs, Friends. It's Josh Fadem. These are actually two of my best friends. I wasn't friends. on Friends. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I was on Friends. Was and that yeah, the he was Mandela effect? We all remember Josh Fadum from Friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he was on it, actually. Wasn't he? I think he was. Is that what because, that is? Yes. So the Mandela, what is the Mandela effect? Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's this. talk about it. So Mandela effect is when a group of people all have a false memory of something that happened. Some examples of this are... Um, People think that the peanut butter Jif was actually called Jiffy. It wasn't? No, it was just called J-I-F. <laughs> those people are yeah. silly. Those people are <laughs> no, dumb because that. they're, they're conflating that. Skippy and Jif. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, Steven yeah. just No, did. I was just, I was joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, I people they, they think that, uh, um, you know, they think that, uh, that, that, there's a, that the Peter Pan is called Skeeter Pan. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he has a good point. Okay, another one is people think that the monop- Monopoly guy has a monocle. You know that, like, little guy with the mustache who's running? No, the and then they're conflating that with Mr. Peanut. That's true. Okay, oh, my God. I think you've just cracked the whole uh, conspiracy. These people say, need to do their pop culture homework. The crazy Wake thing up. is there is a Mr. Peanut one. I think it's like some people think he has, like, a bad leg and other people don't. <laughs> some people wants. think he's a sailor, they, and they're conflating oh. him with Cracker Jack Boy. <laughs> No, you know what the crazy one is? What? Um, C-3PO is not entirely gold. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, C-3PO. Not entirely gold. Right. Part- that one's just kind of petty, I think. I mean, come yeah. on, I he's gold. I he's don't gold. Think My so. dog has two brown spots. Yeah. He's a white dog. Yeah. If you're like 90% gold, you're gold. I disagree. I feel yeah. like if you're into Star Wars and that's your Halloween costume, I feel like Get you it should— right. Yeah, get it right. Get and it that's right. a separate conversation, though, don't you think? If you aren't getting, if you weren't, if you aren't putting the work into your own costume, stay home. Unless yeah. you're doing a whole "I'm right. slopping it together" thing, and that's my, you know, identity. Then you that's know, a good point. Cool. You can be sloppy guy. Hey, I'm sloppy right. three three zero. Wait, the, the Berenstein Bears one is the one that everybody knows, right? That's the yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. call it Berenstain or Berenstein. Or they, yeah. They, they think Why it's, would it's you name Berenstain? Berenstain. Why would he be like? You know what? Let's go stain on this. Yeah, and I yeah, think that too too Jewish. Did. Too <laughs> well, I think the problem with that one is everybody has a bad memory from their childhood, right? That's what it is. That you just don't remember your right. the things from your childhood. Oh my god! And and it's played by Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> We've had this conversation about oh Jennifer Aniston yeah, always she, plays Jewish and, people. And she, everyone yeah, thinks Rachel I Jewish. played Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> everyone does think that. Okay.
Okay, but it's also, it's called the, the Mandela effect because people have a false memory that Nelson Mandela died in prison. Right. What's also crazy that I realized, I made this connection, is there's a Marianne Williamson quote that everyone th- attributes to Nelson Mandela. I discovered a new thing recently that I was like, this is definitely Mandela effect. I just want to throw some yes. movie ones in there for the movie fans listening, you okay. know. People think that you see the baby's face in Rosemary's Baby. Mm. You don't. Uh, you know, they cut to uh, like this kind of a blurry shot of the devil's eyes, I think. But you don't ever see, or it's like a dissolve, I think. Uh, and then, And then I guess... Jimmy Cagney never said, you dirty rat. I think that's a thing. You know, people always do did impressions. Like, you dirty right. rat. And he never said that. There's wow, a Forrest a Gump one. one. There's a Forrest Gump and one about the Bogart chocolate. maybe Bogart never said, play it again, Sam. <laughs> What's the Forrest Gump one? I think he one? did. I think It's something about, he never said life is like a box of chocolates. No, he, he did. He never said that. Look it <laughs> up. Did. Shut Look up. up. I swear this to is, God. Now you're no, making he, this up. I'm totally serious. Wait, Forrest Gump. Now I believe yeah. this Mandela that's a That's a Forrest Gump gaslight. No, that's, is that what gaslighting means? I thought I knew, but I, it, the term gets so overused. I can't believe I threw that word out on a podcast. Um, but you I, know that Marlon Brando never said, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, yeah, he didn't you say know, it. You know, he in, didn't say in Chinatown, at the end, they don't say, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Oh, they my just God. Say, forget it, Jake, let's get out of here. But everyone I, thinks, forget heard- it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, they never left prison in Shawshank Redemption. They were yeah, in prison they, the whole time. He tried. He didn't yeah. get out. Yeah. And there was yeah. no voiceover in that movie either. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in, um, in, in but, Pulp Fiction, it's Samuel uh-huh. L. Jackson who said, I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Not Ving <laughs> Rhames. <laughs> right, right, right. Ving Rhames. I need to find this chocolate thing. It is actually true that he did not say that. I'm not. I'm not making that up. That is a real Mandela effect. Life, life is I like a box audio. of chocolates. Yeah, we lost you never audio. know what you're gonna get. So basically, I discovered something totally by accident. I was having a conversation with a friend, and I misused a word, and they go, "Huh? Really? Like you think it's that?" And I looked it up, and I found out that I was wrong. And I started asking everyone around me, like, what do you think this word means? I got all these sound bites of people. Nobody knows what this word actually means, and it's a very common word. So I'm going to ask you guys, and Josh, I know this is very bread of shame. (laughs) Josh and I talk about Kabbalah a lot, and I actually don't know if this fits it. This might just be regular shame. What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I was just going to give the context. I found this uh, VHS box set about Kabbalah at a thrift store, and I bought it. Yes. And I watched <laughs> got the whole me into thing. it. I think you're the one who actually got me into it. I talk about well, Kabbalah. I, I, I watched it a little ironically, you know. Right. Um, and uh, But I also kind of enjoyed it because it was from the early zeros, so it had this kind of like pre-9-11, late 90s, like, cool, edgy graphics. You know, learn your meaning or learn yourself. <laughs> and then it's got a very rabbinical guy telling stories, and he's saying, "Okay, so what? What does it mean when? Um, say you've got a friend, and he wants to take you to dinner every day, but every day he takes you to dinner, and you cannot pay, and you cannot, and and every day you say, can we go somewhere else? You have to go to the same restaurant, and he takes you there every day, and you want to see the friend, but you have no choice but to go to this restaurant to see him and to have him pay for you. Eventually, you know, at first you might." think hey i would like this but then eventually you you might start to get tired of it anyway it's a lot of like right, stories right. like that 
And so I, I know Kabbalah's be... got stigmas, but uh, yeah. but I enjoyed that much. Yeah. I knew this would be a deeply Jewish episode. <laughs> in the midst of the uh, pandemic, speaking of Lizzie which, I have me. to throw in there: yeah. I just had lunch in oh. Tulsa with uh, the rabbi. The rabbi. The rabbi of the synagogue from when I was a kid. I saw him because my cousin Evan had a baby naming. My my family is actually from Oklahoma, like part of my family. They came in through Galveston and lived in Oklahoma City, my grandfather. Jewish. When? What year? Well, this had to be like the 1920s, late 1920s, early 1930s. Oh, my God. Wow. That is so crazy. Grandparents were in Oklahoma. How long did they stay in Oklahoma? They were there, I think, until the late 30s, I want to say, early 40s. Maybe. Huh. That's so crazy. I was they chorus came... dancer C in the musical Oklahoma. <laughs> Guys, oh it's like a triangle here. Oh I know. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask yeah. you guys what this word means. Josh, I need to see your hands during this. Josh is on Zoom right now. So I'm going to ask so Stephen first. So you don't Google. Stephen, and again, I'm not trying to shame anyone. Truly, no one has. For got... not knowing, I don't. I, I'll tell you if I'm ignorant. I don't care if I don't know something. I'll Josh, I try to say, I try weirdly, to say if I don't know it, I don't know it. I don't know it. Weirdly, I don't know that. I have you know a feeling. I, you know Let me just confess something to you real quick. I just learned last week the meaning of the word harvest. The verb? The word harvest? I okay. didn't harvest. know what harvesting was. I just wow. heard that word. Oh, yeah, yeah. They harvest something to do with the farm. I didn't know. It means to pick, to take the stuff out of the, to take it. You harvest, mm. you take it out. I didn't know that's what harvesting right, was. Right. I thought maybe harvesting was doing something else, but I, I now know that. what harvesting is. That, well, this so, is why I'm not ashamed of apparently, my. Apparently, no. I believe the, that the Mandela effect is like if 76% of people all believe this, have this false memory of something, that's what makes it accurate. I have not had one person guess correctly. Weirdly, Josh, I feel like you might be the only person who knows. But don't, I do need to see your hands. Wait, say this don't bread of expectation me. Don't bread of expectation Josh, me. Josh, get off TikTok. We want to see those hands. I'm not on. Look, here's my phone. Here's my phone. I'm going to look at my phone. Here's my phone. I'm going to toss okay. it over there. They'll see okay. me on Zoom. I toss okay. my phone away. That is away. so funny. That's what I do every morning when I do my morning pages. You okay. throw your phone? I'll be writing. I look at my phone and then I go, oh, and I throw it and it sinks into my sofa. Okay. <laughs> Josh, let's see those hands. I, th- my hands are tired, okay? I, <laughs> my hands are tired, okay? That's an They're Anita not, Franco got, song. Those are hands. You're just going to have to trust that I'm not going to Google because I like okay. the game. I like the rules really we set up. I don't okay. have that much stakes in winning. I just told you I'm okay with okay. with not knowing something. So you're just going to have to trust that I'm not going to search. My, okay. hands are, my, my hands are too heavy to hold up. <laughs> oh, no, that's a jewel, a jewel song. Okay. Uh, uh, so. My hands are too heavy to hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, yes. what does the word poignant mean? What does the word poignant mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want the exact definition? I just want what what comes to mind. If if I said, "Well, that's really poignant," um, I, I would say it's saying something with the in, with a, an intention to have a, a deep meaning. Mm. Okay, I don't know. Great, intention thank for you. Deep meaning. Intention of deep meaning. Josh, what, what would you say poignant means? I got to say, I know about this. I looked up the definition once and I said, that's what they're calling the definition of this word? That is wild. Okay. And I, and I was like, wait a second. Does everyone have this word wrong? Where's the second definition? And I don't think I could find it in the, defi- in the definer's book. But I can't remember 
Yeah, I just can't remember what the actual definition. I mean, if can you give me a hint? Can you give me a hint? You Wait, know, well, I it's a I'm hint? okay with not knowing. Well, I don't like, know it. I'm telling you, I don't know sure, it. Sure, sure. Okay. But if you so, were to well, guess, if I said, if no, I said, no, Josh, I that is so poignant, or I said, wow, that's really poignant. Use it correctly. No. Um, <laughs> Use it in a <laughs> sentence. Yeah, that would never be in the dictionary. Wow, that's really poignant. Yeah. Okay, I found the. Um, I found the last chapter of Clan of the Cave Bear to be very poignant. What is the country of origin? I believe it's French. Does it mean oh. off-putting or something like that? Here's what it means. Can, can I tell you? Okay, I, I think I also thought it was the same as Stevens, but, right. I, but, I, but I tell you, I have mm-hmm. looked it up and I said, that doesn't seem right. The, these right. guys are wrong. We, we all use this differently, but right. go on. Okay. Poignant means evoking a sense of sadness mm-hmm. or regret. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sadness yeah, makes yeah. sense, but and regret, that's why, I, I wouldn't have used the word regret. That's an interesting one. So people, right. people are going, ooh, that's poignant, when they should be going, oh, that's poignant. Right, exactly. Like, if someone said— I blame oh, film critics. It, that's what I, yeah. I blame. I blame yeah. people who just, you know, they use these it's words poignant. willy-nilly. It's poignant. This, this is so was... poignant. You guys got to see this poignant movie. It's poignant right. as ever. See, I thought it meant yeah. like, it is so poignant. Like, wow, the fact that everything you just said fits perfectly. That is so poignant. Uh-huh. That's such an astute observation. I, I think, I guess I must have felt like, I think I probably felt like the definition was like, oh, it makes you think. Right. Or something like that. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. That makes you think about some stuff. But well, really, I suppose it, you can make yeah. the jump from that to it gives it makes you it, it, it's got an existential feel about it. And then the existential thing is like, oh, well, what? I'm kind of sad about my life. Oh, I'm kind of regretful. Did I do anything at all? Mm. That's poignant. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you how words are saturated so much. You know what it just, sounds yeah. like to me? Yeah, like, t- tell me more me about my bros- Sorry, I want to hear. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say the words just become saturated until they're meaningless. It just seems like a word like poignant has nobody knows what it really means, and they just use it willy-nilly. I can remember in my college days, you know, me and my boys would just go hit the town and go track down some poignant. (laughs) So my idea for the first option is to try to get this out into the public, because there are lists that say, like, did Tony the Tiger wear a bandana? We don't know. Like... It's wild how many things are listed. And I actually emailed the woman who discovered this, and she's a paranormal expert. Her name is Fiona Broom, because I wanted to have her, you know, as an expert on the show. And then I went back and looked at her website, and she was like, I refuse to do any interviews regarding the Mandela effect. She goes, this began as, you know, me discovering that people had this false memory of Nelson Mandela being in prison. And I gasp now when I see the Wait, the false memory is that he died in prison or that he was in prison? That he people believe that he died in prison. Yes. So, oh, okay. Yeah, because you just said, I believe that, she so was, that, her, that people think he was in prison. But people don't oh, think about oh. him as having been president after he got out of prison. Because I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. In the news, it was like, I was a kid. They've released Nelson Mandela finally. And then a few years later, Nelson Mandela is president. So I never knew that people thought he died, but maybe that's a generation ahead of us. I also think people are right. confusing it with the, there, there was a movie I, th- I think about that guy oh. Stephen. Um, was like I'm gonna I'm gonna get his name wrong, but it was an it was an African leader who was in prison in a movie, and 
came, came out in like the night. By the way, I'm holding the headphones just to give a visual. I'm holding my headphones above my head because I have an echo. Um, we won't remember it that nobody way. Nobody will remember it that we'll way. We'll have a false memory of but, it. But um, there was a movie of uh, of somebody who was in prison in Africa, and they died in prison. I don't remember the name of the movie right now. Maybe oh. I'm having a Mandela Could it be? effect. But who's in it? Oh God, I want to say Denzel was in it, but is it Cry Freedom? No. Here's another thing. People think Leonardo DiCaprio won um, Oscars for Titanic and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And Darth Vader doesn't say, Luke, I I am your father. I never thought that Leo won Oscars for those things. Oh, yeah. Darth Vader, he never never says, I'm your father. He doesn't say Luke. Everyone goes, oh, sorry, Stephen, what is it? No, I was just going to say, Stephen Biko, uh, The Journey of the Spirit, Tribute to the Social, Culture, and Political Legacy of Stephen Biko in South Africa, 20 years after his death. So so there was a movie that came out in the 90s about this political leader in Africa who died in prison. And I think people might be confusing that movie with... Nelson Mandela's story. That's my. You're like they're confusing uh, that with the game Monopoly. <laughs> they think that. And it was Cry Freedom, and, and, jo- and Josh monocle. was right. It was Cry Freedom was the movie. I uh, was right. Uh, yep. What do I win? I knew it was the movie. I think the whole thing is the movie. It's I think people... people saw the movie and they're, they're the ones who are confusing it. That's my that's my hypothesis. Thank you for looking into that. People think it's Luke, I am your father, but it's no, I am your father. So here's what I'm gonna do. You know it to be true. I know it to be true. So much with Star Wars, our culture is just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to expose the truth about C-3PO's life. No, that's the, I think he says this in the line, in the, in the movie, he goes, search yourself for something or other, you know it to be true. He wow. probably says Luke at some point, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you know people okay. who a lot of times they're, anyway, go on, sorry. But let me tell you what I'm going to do for this option, because then we're going to have to move on to the other one. Okay, right, okay. So this option is, so Fiona Broom. I don't think she's going to answer my email. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find someone else to talk to. I'm going to figure out how to get it out into the open. I've been talking about it on stage. I've been going into the audience and being like, what do you think it means? What do you think it means? Nobody's gotten it correct so far. I've done it at two Poignant? shows now. You're talking about point yep. No one knows what point. You're no talking about point- <laughs> poignography? I've been watching too much poin. <laughs> I've been watching. I'm sitting at home watching poignant. <laughs> it's, making, it's making me a little poignant. <gasps> He's a point. You, know, don't, you don't want to watch too much point because then, um, I've been sitting okay. at home watching point point all day, and it sure is making me feel poignant. <laughs> Ever, someone else heard that that's what I spend my days doing, and they said he lives a poignant life. Uh, so I'm gonna do that. So I'm gonna keep doing the joke. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a post about it. Like, okay. but but if I do the post, people will Google it before. If I say what does poignant mean, I think people would cheat. Yeah, they which will, is the only reason sure. I didn't do it for. immediately when I made this discovery. Right. So I need to find a way to just like get it on the list, and I'm gonna do everything in my power <laughs> to do so. You should create a fake account and do it. Post oh. It. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We have to get the word out. Right. <laughs> Right. The word. So About okay. the word. So that's one of the options is to to go public. Okay. <laughs> You're a whistleblower. Discovery. You're a whistleblower. Yes. Think of all the ideas you have that never come to fruition. That Wait, never the Mandela them. effect or the Mandela the effect? Po- <laughs> Which one? Mandela. The Mandela. Yes, the Nelson Mandela Nelson prison Mandela. poignant. Okay. I do want that brought to light. I, I would see that as a personal accomplishment. And to be quite honest, I haven't had many these days. <laughs> Just give me. What if, well, they, what if they started calling it? Oh. Just what if put they, me on a listicle. 
Is what if Mandela- they started saying like you know, uh, um, formerly known as the Mandela effect, now known as the Lizzie Cooperman solution? I, I mean, I would take That's it. what it would be That's renamed. Yeah, because Fiona doesn't want to be associated with it anymore anyway. We don't so need you Fiona. want to create a new Mandela effect. What? That's what you want to do. You want to create a new Mandela yes, effect. Yes, I want to I want that to be widely known at I want it to be on the list with Tony the Tiger. I want poignant to be in there. Everyone has a false memory of what this word means and yet we use it widely. It's people use it all the time. Tony the Tiger? Pointy I, the Tiger. <laughs> Okay, the other option, you guys, is, and by the way, I don't know if this should be Mandela Mandala or Mandela Effect Mandala Effect. Ooh. What's Mandala? You can, like, you can weigh in on that after the episode. I like, so the, yeah, other I like episode, the Mandala Effect, but I was going to pitch you another idea for uh, for one this week. Oh, really? What if it was Mandela, you do the Mandela Effect, and I then like the other one. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. I'm I'm, and the other one is you become a political prisoner. <laughs> I like that. You're like in three easy steps. <laughs> in three easy steps. Um, uh, I think that would be real high stakes. Oh my for this god! Podcast. Okay, so mandala effect, and actually, Catherine, who's present in the studio, has a tattoo of a mandala. Um, is that I am going to this weekend draw my own mandala? Do you guys know what it is? It's like a. It's it's actually like a spiritual symbol. Um, that it's been around. I looked. I looked up some information on it since first century BCE. I'm like, is, mm. I'm like, is that a light bulb company? <laughs> what is BCE? And it's a geometric pattern that has symbolism, and it's people draw them as like a meditation exercise. So I decided this weekend I'm going to draw one mandala. Okay, that's going to be beautiful. Go ahead. I'm going to take a picture of it and put it in an email attachment. Okay, following I'm going to so send far. it. To five of my friends. It's going to hit the spam Good friends, folder Good friends so nice fast. friends? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter who. It could be a listener. If they want it, they can send me their email. Okay. Send it to five people. Five people and are going to get this thing. Five people are going to get a mandala, a blank mandala. Okay. And I'm going to say a PDF. A either PDF. print this out and color it, or you can color it on a computer program. I, I would no. probably text the people before you send the email. Just give them a little heads up. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just send the email. It's a lot of steps. It's a lot of steps. And send it to 20 friends via BCC. Include the original email. And if you don't do it within five days, <laughs> the love of your life will die. <laughs> a, ma- a mandala will start growing inside you. I mean, I like it. I, I, I don't do- like it. I don't like so, that. And let me tell I you. I prefer Mandela, it- but I... But Mandala is... It's, it's interesting. I don't know if you're going to get the response... Um, I don't think that's well, going to put good in the experiment. world. It's an experiment. Yeah, it is. Well, experiment. it is, and I'll tell you how. If I, fi- if I get 100 responses, I'm going to do, on an episode, a listener gets to choose the next two options for the show. I'm going to do a raffle of who gets to choose okay. the next episode. It's an experiment, just like yeah. the show is an experiment. Right. right. So I'm doing it, one, because I find it meditative, and I need to check out right now because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, My life is in shambles. You got your close friends of mine. <laughs> this is all very poignant. And, this is very poignant. You guys, isn't the there heart. a listener out there who's 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 hearing Lizzie 
trying and doing all this stuff for you. She's working her ass off. She's doing mandalas, mandalas. She's yep. doing the this and the that. She's saying, help me do it, pick well, it, pick it. And you're playing, you, you've got her in your hands. Can you just yeah. hand her a job? Hand her something yes. good. She just yeah, you're at home. It. You're at home on the stock market. You're playing yeah, you're the sitting stocks. There, you're sitting there playing with your damn fidelity accounts and your poignance. And, and it's the time <sighs> to help Lizzie out. You're listening. You can vote. Have fun. Think about how you can help Lizzie. She's right. putting her all into this piece of evolving, moving art, which I think is uh, is almost like a mandala, except the mandala's on the paper. Wow. I like that. You could also That's Venmo. That's very poignant. You could also Venmo <laughs> Lizzie. You. you could also Venmo Lizzie. You find her on Venmo. It's poignant. Let's go <laughs> yeah, back. It's poignant. Okay, let's not make it's, me seem too desperate. It's poignant because... Poor Lizzie's working hard. Just Venmo and Lizzie. Needs Venmo a job. Lizzie. This is her work. She doesn't need to get a job. Okay, so those are the two options. So either I try to prove that no one knows the word poignant, and I have proof. I have all these sound bites from people. So either tr really try to get it out there. Well, yeah, I like it, but but can you change? Can it be something other than the poignant thing? I like the poignant thing, but can we? Can it be something else? I'm just what else could it be? If that's what else, what else could it be? I well, think, I don't know. I, think, I, want, I, think I like had some good the poignant thing. Might poignant. be a little too smart for some people. Like they have to really dig deep into. I yeah, some people. <laughs> the, 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 I think you're right, Stephen. I think the misconception of mm. what people think poignant means, they say it to sound smart. Mm -hmm. Smart people who think they're smart yeah. call things poignant because they think they're making an observation about something that they're thinking is, quote, poignant. Right. Yes. And then turns out they don't know what poignant is, which is very, as who who said this? <laughs> oh which friend said this? Poignant. Josh is right. I wonder Josh if they're like right. congressmen who don't know what filibuster means. Like, I wonder if they're like oh God. people sure in government are. who are like Googling. Like. Am I sure in, I'm, yeah, I think I'm thinking of ending it, but I'm not sure it's not okay. ready to be over yet. Talking about filibusters. Oh, oh but oh, I am, I am, I, I am thinking... Wait, I thought you meant like I ate so much turkey for lunch. I'm about to filibuster. <laughs> I like okay, the poignant so what, one, I but I, I wonder if there's something else that could be mm. maybe it's the spelling of a word, something that can maybe appeal to the masses a little bit more. Because poignant might be appealing to the intelligentsia, and I don't think that's where you're going to hit critical mass. This one came to me. As a gift. Like, I really feel that this was a gift because I looked it up and I was like, I've been using this incorrectly my whole life. And I think usually when people think that about a word, they just hide it and they don't I think tell anybody. Well, look, I go back on my thing. I think it's great. I mean, if I didn't know what harvest meant, I'd be <laughs> locking myself in a cabinet like right now. I like, to, I like to own it. I like to say, you can't hurt me with my not knowing this anymore. Mm -hmm. I've tried. I know a lot of stuff. I don't know that. You spent your time learning that. I spent my time learning something else. I'm sorry I missed it. Now I know. Right, that's very beautiful. Yeah. But you would vote Mandela over Mandela. Yeah, effect. Mandela over. I think Mandela is a more fun, like, group sort of idea. And I think maybe you can uh, tap into people's uh, psyches a little bit more. I think we Man can really dig deep with the Mandela effect. I don't know if poignant's the one, but it could be. It could be. Okay. I could be proven wrong. But you think that's better than trying to start a chain letter through <laughs> meditative drawing? Yeah, I think so. I For think me, that one personally. is going to, that one sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of steps. If someone reached out to me and said, you want to have a meditative drawing chain letter where you got to, and read these instructions and send it, I would put off reading that email or not read it or get overwhelmed or 
just think, this is too hard. I hope my friendship isn't at stake with this person sending this to me. <laughs> Do you know, I actually yeah. had a recipe chain mail during the pandemic and only one of my friends did it. I was like, sure, I'll send a recipe. I don't cook, but by the way, I discovered by accident, much like that point it was Mandela effect, I made Frosties by accident. You know how you do it at home? Just really quick for the listener, a.k.a. sorcerers. This is what we call it now. Okay. Take a can whipped cream, pour it into a cup and stir it, and add cocoa powder until it's not fluffy anymore and put it in the freezer. It's a frosty. You you wow. heard it here. That's <laughs> yes. pretty good. Josh, what was your ultimate vote? What's your ultimate vote? Oh, well, I don't like, I don't, I can't, I, I, if I were, if I were, uh, the friend who got the mandala email, I'd be a little bit like bummed. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. if you told me about poignant or whatever the Mandela thing is, I'd be interested because it okay. requires me to listen and learn as opposed to do and work. And I've already got my own meditation stuff. I can't speak. I'm not speaking for everyone on Instagram or, or the, or the other friends besides me that you would choose to send it to. But that's how I would feel. This is my yeah. instinct. So I would vote for the for and 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 I I thought poignant was good. But if you, if there's something else to get out there to, to 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 be the whistleblower on, like Stephen said, I would say that might be interesting way to go too. Okay, thank you, Josh. Do you have anything you want to plug before you go? Oh, um, the season premiere of Reservation Dogs. Uh, on August 3rd, I will appear in it. Everyone, please watch it. It's a great show. It's a very... As that's soon the, as it that's comes the only plugging thing. Oh, and, uh, you know, there's some fun Better Call Saul training videos and uh, in the... Watch Better Call Saul. It's one, of the, it's one of the best shows there ever was, in my opinion, and it's not even biased. And, uh, yeah, that's all I can plug, really, right okay. now. Okay, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so okay. much. I'd love to do it again. Okay. <laughs> You're going to. Okay. We need you. This is okay. fun. Thank Bye, Josh. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Okay. Stephen, what are your final thoughts on all of this? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I think they were both two very interesting choices. I like the Mandela effect a little bit more because I think like Josh was saying, it's more of a think it's more of a thinking thing. And I think um it's more interesting to me. But I think the men. Can you imagine just sitting at home with a glass of wine, turning I, on some music, and getting out a compass and just drawing circles? I feel like if you're looking for that, that's the in perfect thing. In your sleep glasses, in your, listeners. In my sleep glasses, <laughs> the Luminette, <laughs> the Luminette. No, if you're if you're at home and you're and you're in that sort of headspace, that's a, the perfect thing. But I I would feel pressure to have to color something in and it'd be good and want to like really. Yeah, I would. Per, I would personally. I would do it. If you got get, the email, for, you'd be like, okay, well, now I have on. to do it. Yeah. But I think um, Mandela effect is more interesting to me. But the poignant thing is 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 interesting. I just wonder if it maybe is a little too um, it requires too much thought for people to for it to take a mass really to, to, for it to really reach a larger audience. I think maybe it's the spelling of a word or like like a movie quote that people think happened might be more interesting. Okay. But poignant is I think it might take off. I could be wrong been wrong before oh my god i don't think you ever have by the way guys we need to be sponsored by luminette over here <laughs> steven during the pandemic was like i can't sleep can't is it sleep. okay that i'm sharing yeah that? yeah yeah because yeah. i have insomnia yeah. also let's get into it and uh steven started wearing these glasses he sent me pictures like look what i got so i can sleep better it was like a headband for your eyes yeah it, it was supposed to be for like 
tricking you into thinking it's it's like you're getting like all this flooded with light so you would like get light early in the morning so your your like circadian rhythm would be fixed i think i spent 200 dollars on them and I, they're not i don't use them anymore i can sleep now which is good you but, spent your stimulus check on luminat glasses you yeah. just have <laughs> of course i try every just weird thing it's before the one I thing they medication. put they're like do not spend on luminette yeah. and you went and did it and then you went to tell they EDD. might sponsor you you never know wow. steven thank you so much for doing this oh thank you for having me it's been a while thanks for staying i know i, I haven't know seen you in a while we used to go to coffee every day before the pandemic and then we had our you were my first post-pandemic coffee actually is that right yeah like two years after the pandemic yeah like this is the first time i'm leaving the house yeah. You wear your luminettes there. I wear my luminettes, and we talk about EDD. <laughs> we talk about EDD. <laughs> we stress about it. Did you withhold tax? <laughs> Just sweating daily. <laughs> Steven, okay, what do you want to plug before we go? I, I don't really have anything big to plug. You just oh, my God, my, you have a mil- Didn't no, you just direct a special? And I mean, there's specials that I've directed. You can check them out. Watch The Bitter Buddha. It's 10 years old, but I'm proud of it. Such and a then, good documentary. And, and I'm working on a documentary now about Mark Marin, which I can mention, I guess. And we'll, that'll be out at some point in 2023. Hopefully everything goes goes well. Yeah. And that's it. That's <laughs> all I got. Everything I say, like, and hopefully that'll see the day. <laughs> well, you never know. Everything, yeah. Everything's very tenuous. I want to start ending days. the show by going, show's over! <laughs> and slamming the laptop shut. How does it end, by the way, usually? I just go, thank you so much. Well, let's do it. Let's say it together. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. Sorcerers. Sorcerers. <laughs> Thank you once again to my incredible guests, Josh Fadum and Stephen Finearts. Now, let's gently gaze into the future. I'm going to draw a card for Mandela and then Mandala. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. For Mandela, the Hierophant reverse. So we're going to be breaking tradition, forging our own path. Um, we're going to go straight to Fiona Broom's house, knock on the door, dressed as Mr. Peanut, and ask, why wouldn't she come on the show? Um, but this really means maybe doing research into this will give me a kind of sense of rebellion. Okay, now let's draw a card for Mandala. Three of Wands for Mandala, okay? It means that things are happening. You're moving forward with the plan And it's kind of a sign of expansion and they will be overseas. Maybe I'll even send one to Tulsa. We don't know. (laughs) Josh will be, (laughs) Josh receiving the mandala as I'm sitting home going, refresh, refresh. You're kind of aware of the territory. You're looking out to see what the possible obstacles are. Am I going to have to get a hand sock for my left hand so it doesn't smudge? You can get kind of like a condom for your pinky. So all of that encompassed in one card, three of wands. By the way, before I go, remember, if you want a tarot reading, go to my website, lizziecooperman.com. And now with my entire COVID negative DNA, I ask you, Mandela or Mandala, the choice is truly in your hands. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.